Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away constitutional right from the American people. And I just was overwhelmed with joy. I mean, this is something I have been waiting for for so long. It's important because a uh, long time ago, I did have an abortion myself. I was raped. So for me, this moment in history... He said, the court affirmed today that every life is worth living. That this is a court uh, not of judges, but of politicians in judges' robes. It's a victory for millions of people who have been part of this pro-life movement for decades, who've prayed, and prayers were answered today. Well, how about apples that were those apples? Uh, I think we saw what was coming. I don't think anybody's really surprised by this, the reaction has been what you would expect. You know, Democrats angry, Republicans excited. The average person who is fine with some choice, but not all of of what comes with that, uh, which is, I think, the average person. The extremes are the ones who are either elated or angry. Some people are are miffed. Some people are, ah, this sucks here's my take, okay? Uh, And you heard Jonathan Carlin there saying something. I'm going to play this for you again. And we're going to get to all the ins and outs and nuances. We're not going to talk about this all day. It's not going to be the only thing that we're talking about. I think, oh, my God, it's all we're going to talk about. No, it is not. It is not. But I think it needs to be addressed. And one of the things that's never addressed, and Jonathan Carl is talking about it, and and, because Chief Justice Roberts... It was weird. It was 6354 kind of scenario. What Chief Justice John Roberts is suggesting is that this is an activist decision. This is a decision that did not have to be made. And that, given the nature of the, of the issue and how it has been brought to the court, will suggest that this is a court uh, not of judges, but of politicians in judges' robes. That is the danger that Justice Stephen Breyer is alerting the country to. And, and, and let me tell you something. That's Congress's fault. (laughs) You know, for the last two decades, slowly but surely, our co-equal branches of government have done something. And over the last 10 years, it's been sped up. They have slowly but surely started to give their power away and the power of decision making, of making the hard decision, has been left to the nine men and women and sometimes the eight men and women in those robes. That is what they have done. That's it. That's what they've done right there. And this was something, you know, Trump's legacy, I've said it a thousand million times, I'll say it over and over again, his legacy is this, the Supreme Court. The chaos, the 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 insanity, the arguing, the fighting, the tweets, all of those things, the the Russian collusion, non-collusion, the twice impeached, all of that stuff. Yes, January 6th will be part of his legacy, but this is the one I've always said will stay with us for decades. Yesterday, the court did what? Well, they didn't really expand gun rights. They just told the people, hey, you guys, you guys can have your rights back. But I will tell you this right now. When you go and you give your rights as a politician who's supposed to be the leader, the lawmaker, the person that we elect, 
to send to represent us in D.C., to make big decisions, to make decisions that are for the betterment of the country. When you were so terrified to be a leader and to make decisions, it's just much easier to argue, to fight, to fundraise, and then to turn the big decisions over to the courts. Because they're not supposed to be political. They're not. And it's funny because they're activist judges. And and what Roberts meant by 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 that was he was fine. And this is the this is what you guys need to to, to understand. The case before them was a case for Mississippi that essentially all abortions over 15 weeks. No, no, no. They, they wanted to stop. it. OK, so that was all abortions. He was fine upholding that. What he was pissed about and what he's telling people about is it's not about that case. It is about the fact that they went further and essentially relitigated Roe v. Wade and the abortion uh, and Casey and the abortion question altogether. That's the issue that he has. He's very much one of these people that says over and over again as a judge, we need to litigate what's in front of us. We need to, you know, uh, and and we need to stay on that. And then that's the thing that we need to focus on. We don't need to go back and look at other things. And that he said they went too far. I can totally understand that. Because, see, Roe v. Wade wasn't brought up today and argued in February. It wasn't. Casey wasn't argued. Those things were argued, one in the 90s and one 50 years ago. And that's where he thinks, hey, you guys are you're, you're overstepping it. He was fine with Mississippi. They came up with their thing. They their, he was fine with that. Anger? Absolutely. Pissed off? Yes. But you should be pissed off as much at, at the politicians who have made the courts political and the politicians who have given the courts all their power to make the big decisions because they know if they make the big decisions, you've got this, ah, oh, I, I tried, but that's it, it. They spoke. They spoke. What, what, what do you want me to do? I, I tried everything. Big question about this now is, is is what's going to happen? A lot of people are going, well, Biden's got to be able to have some sort of executive order. We know his position on it. We know that he opposes it. But this was a real reality for the White House, and it's something that they've been preparing for. I think also it's something that, uh, at least right now, they recognize probably can't be uh, legislated through executive order or combated through leg- uh, executive order. No. He doesn't really have. And that's part of the, again, going back to you've given up so much of your power. It is no longer three co-equal branches of governments. It is government that does enough to raise money, to do the things that they do, to spend our money, to argue, to pass a few things that they can kind of agree on that really have no political hot button issues. But then eventually, when it comes to those things, well, hey, we're going to pass on that. We're going to defer to those uh, those people over there, and we're going to let them make the hard decisions. So what it means today is, is abortion illegal? No, 
there's some places it may be illegal. Uh, but much like the guns, it's the it's sent back to the states. It's sent back to the states. So right now the states will decide. There are some states out there, 22 states out there that have some form of restriction. And some of them, I believe, have trigger laws that go into effect. Meaning the minute that the, the Roe v. Wade's overturned uh, and the state gets to decide, that state itself will say no more abortions. Some of the states have gone, you know, as far as ah, you're raped, it's incest, you got to keep that. That's the dumbest thing in the world. I think we all realize that. Here's my stance, and I, I, I come out and say it. I'm a believer. That's it. Uh, that being said, I believe that God gives us the right to make choices. Uh, and I think up until 12 weeks or 15 weeks, depending, you know, Europe's 12 weeks, I believe. Uh, the Up until that point, we, uh, you know, I, I say if, if you feel that's what you want to do, then I, I wouldn't want to stop you. I don't want to get in anybody's way to do something. And I know the argument is, well, they've taken away our bodies. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Everybody needs to slow down on that, too. We're a little dramatic, aren't we? You think? Just a smidge. At the end of the day, we leave out things like personal responsibility. We leave out a lot of different things in conversations anymore. And just like the the responsibility of our politicians is to, quote unquote, be the leaders that we've elected to go lead and be our voice, where they defer all too often to courts to allow them to decide the heavy lifting and the heavy stuff. The facts are is is we need to take personal responsibility across the board. If they would have said today, eh, we're going to keep it at 15 weeks, and I'm saying, that's fine. You know, that's what the, 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 we live in a country where compromise needs to be more of a thing, even if we disagree with it. We do. We, we, we need to live in, in a world where we can compromise with one another. But today, is it the darkest day in our history? No, it is not, Nancy. Not that you're not dramatic, Nancy Pelosi, but uh, uh, we appreciate that. We do. The question is, will this help them in the midterms? The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. Yeah. But we've seen poll after poll after poll after poll. No, what's on the ballot right now is the economy. That's what's on the ballot. That's the truth. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to today. we got a lot of things to get to. Some fun with Kamala, right? A little word salad. Oh, oh. Mike Lyons, join us at the bottom of the hour because while we're arguing and upset and angry about this, there are people being slaughtered on a daily basis in Ukraine, and that could spill over to if you think this is bad and your world sucks now, wait till we fight Russia. Eden Pure. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Get the best air purifier in the world. So we are selling one of our houses, and uh, we haven't been there for a while. 
So it's uh, 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 we keep some stuff over there and like getting everything out this weekend. And uh, we've I made sure that there are air purifiers everywhere. The house smells awesome. And it is incredible. It really is. These air purifiers are amazing. Come from Eden Pure, like Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm, plug them straight into the wall. You don't need any filters to buy over and over again. And they work. They don't mask the odor. They destroy it. They don't, they don't make it so like, oh, I smell something else that isn't the bad smell. No, they eliminate it. That's what it's about. Over 250000 sold. And now is your chance to take big advantage and save $200. So you go to EdenPureDeals.com. You're going to get free shipping when you use code CHAD3, and you're going to save $200 on top of that. That is EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. In a 6-3 vote, the conservative majority held that the state's requirement that anyone seeking to carry a concealed handgun must show proper cause for it violates the Second Amendment right to bear arms. Justice Clarence Thomas writing the majority opinion saying, We know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. It is not how the Second Amendment works when it comes to public carry for self-defense. You know, I, I questioned uh, why it wasn't 9-0. Because New York has a problem with guns. It's not because of legal gun owners. And it's crazy, and this is where this originated from, when you think about it, right? Like, okay, you know, yes, each state should be able to, to, to you know, ask certain questions. Like California, they have much stricter gun laws as far as packing you know passing background tests and things of that nature but the reality is is if i've done all those things you still will tell me no because i have to demonstrate something to you and even when you do doesn't mean you you get it and i go back to the john stossel when he tried to get a gun he did a report he goes he tries to get a gun this was years ago he had shown where where he had death threats, all kinds of things, and he kept having to go in and then make him jump through hoops, and each time he was jumping through a hoop, he better bring a check. And they said, this is stupid. Again, no other constitutional thing do we say, hey, you know what? Why do you want a gun? Who cares why I want a gun? Am I a legal, legally, you know, law-abiding citizen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You have Do I have any red flags? No, no, no. I mean, you know, everything's good. Uh, you know, do you? Uh, uh, have I? Have I? Am I a felon? No, no, no. You're none of those things. Okay, okay. I'm going down things. All the things I'm not that may prohibit me from possessing a gun. And you're saying no, 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 no. You can't own a gun. Because we've decided, don't worry, we got this. I thought it was a smart ruling. Eight to one yesterday on the ruling with the, uh, basically, that North Carolina can ask for voter ID. Why, again, not why wasn't it 9-0? How dare you? Oh, my God. This, do you know how racist that is? No, it's not racist. <laughs> Goodness me. Assuming people can't get an ID, that's racist. So, yeah, very, very, very interesting uh, with with that. But I, I think that was good 
you know, they've done that. And then on the other side, you've got the same day this happens, uh, some gun reform action. Fifteen Republicans, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, joined all Democrats, even though the measure fell far short of President Biden's proposals. The $13 billion package will enhance background checks for gun buyers under 21, strengthen laws to prevent partners convicted of domestic violence from purchasing a gun, and provide funding for gun violence prevention programs, school security, and mental health. Yeah. And these are all going to be, remember, once this bill, you know, it'll go to the House and it's probably going to get through, uh, even though some people are pushing it down there. Oh, don't do it. The, the, the Democrats are going, to, are going to push this through. And I think you get some Republicans as well. It goes back to the states, right? Like you're, you're opting into these. So, yes, we would like to strengthen these. Yes, we'd like some of this stuff. Yes, we would, we would adopt some of this and they're going to get money for mental health and things of that nature. Uh, is it perfect? No. Is it a step that's, that's, that's good? Yes. Does it overstep? No, it doesn't. That's called compromise. Uh, for some, it'll never be enough. For others, it's too much, and it's always going to be too much. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Not good news for Ukraine today. We're going to talk about that. Mike Lyons, what's going on over there? Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A crucial fight in the battle for the Donbass in eastern Ukraine. Russia on the brink of claiming the entire Luhansk region, one of Putin's main objectives. The Ukrainian resistance battered in Severodonetsk. The local governor even saying it doesn't make sense to hold on, given the number of kills will increase almost daily. Yeah, it is getting ugly as the world watches and waits over here for the abortions rulings and the guns and all of the stuff and... And, you know, the rest of the world's looking at inflation. Uh, their eyes turn away quickly. But then we start to realize, well, there's a reason. One of the reasons of drivers of some inflation is what's going on over there. And if we could care about other things, there are human beings dying every day. And Russia is being Russia. Joining us now, Mike Lyons, retired major in the Army and our military analyst, joins us every Friday at this time. Mike, it's not looking good. Uh, this is the first time where I really have a sense that uh, uh, there's... A, just no hope in certain areas of stopping the Russians. That's right, Chad. And this has been a really bad week for Russia. I'm sorry for Ukraine in particular, uh, as they have to retreat from Severodonetsk um, and back to another town called Lashansk. And from, uh, from their perspective, they just do not have the troops. They can't get them reinforced. The artillery is not there. Russia has blinded uh, most of the forward observation positions. And it, uh, it is a tough week. And, uh, you know, the, I'm watching Western media reports. They're trying to still prop up Ukraine and, and try to tell them that things are, you know, going well, that they've stopped them fundamentally there. But uh, the real yeah, politique of this whole thing, the, the realistic situation on the ground is, you know, Russia being able to outman, outgun, outfly, basically do everything they can in, in order to grind Ukraine down. It's getting to that tipping point where um, they could even possibly break out and head head due west with a lot more speed and velocity. 
So, and and that's something I think that people forget, that we're not in the time of the cold, the wet, the nasty. Uh, they could break out with speed and velocity, Mike. And as they head west, uh, it is... At what point do, you know, does Zelensky have to start thinking, okay, I need to come to the table with something. I know he doesn't want to give an inch, uh, but you also no. have to read the room. Not, you know, people are already asking questions. Hey, man, uh, Poland's going, uh, we got a lot of people over here. Uh, are they going to live here forever? Yeah. I mean, you know, yep. you're you're asking us for unlimited amounts of money to fight, and we're and we're help we're happy to help because we don't want to fight them. But at the same time, See, there's only so much goodwill that I think people can do and afford. No, that's right. But I think that um, Russia's not going to stop. They're not deterred, and that's you know, th there's no reason for them to come to the table from their perspective. They control about one fifth right now of the landmass of Ukraine. 90% of the Black Sea coastline. And, and what they're doing now strategically is, is shutting off Ukraine's ability to generate revenue. They control large portions of their agricultural products and, and, the, and the like. Um, the, the, the key with Severodonetsk was the chemical factory that was there produces fertilizer. It was one of the third largest factory, I believe, in the, in the country. And so if, if Ukraine can't produce revenue, they can't fund the fight as well. You know, the United States obviously has backstopped most of it. You still have France and Germany on the sideline, frankly, and they still, you know, Germany in particular, and just shows you how far Germany has fallen as any kind of influential power in, in Europe. Um, but I, I don't think that he can come to the table, Chad, because I think that it's not going to matter. I think Vladimir Putin's going to say, that's nice, but I want more. I want the whole thing. And I, I, I think he's going to continue to do it until, until there's a military deterrence to stop him. I still think this is still going to get a lot worse. What would be that military deterrence? Take us out of it. What is, I mean, every day that Ukraine survives, it's still a win for, for them. But what is, what can, what can they do? Even if we gave them a, a vast amount of weapons that are far beyond what we're giving them now, what is that? Is there a number in Putin's head where he goes, all right, I can't, I can't lose 20,000 guys, you know, a, a month. That's just that, that's, you know, off the battlefield from injury or death. Is, is there a number or is it just like I got 200 million people? I'll, I'll, I'll go down to the last person. Yeah, I think it's the second. I think that uh, he's possibly going to mobilize about another 100,000 this August and he'll send them to the front here. Ukraine can't mobilize that number of people. <clears throat> Ukraine's also doing a really impossible task. They're, they're fighting right now on the front lines with old Soviet style equipment, mostly manufactured in, in Russia, frankly. And now we've given them this NATO-based equipment. It's got different sizes, different shell types, all, all different things that they have to learn, uh, a lot more difficult and challenging. And so, you know, and, and they've asked for, we've talked about it, literally the equivalent of an army's worth of equipment. They, and they don't have the, the reserves. They don't have the people to backstop it. So, to, so from a military perspective, what would that be? It, it would have to be intervention by NATO or something else uh, to, to establish a no-fly zone, to, um, uh, to possibly bring multiple MLRS, multiple M1 Abrams tanks, things that will allow Ukraine to create shock effect back to Russia. Because uh, right now, Russia is winning the artillery war in the, uh, in the east without question. Now, one more quick point, though. In the south, though, in Kherson, along that Black Sea coast, that war has already shifted to non-conventional. It's already shifted to guerrilla tactics. And, and I think that's what Russia is going to have to deal with. And that's why, you know, they'll, they'll, they, they, maybe that's what it's going to take. They'll get so far. But look, they, they stayed in Afghanistan for eight plus years. 
uh, putting up with that guerrilla tactics before they finally decided enough was enough. So time is on their side, materials on their side, equipment's on their side, everything's on their side still. And that, that's the harsh reality of the situation on the ground. Talking to Mike Lyons, a military analyst, as we discuss what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Germany and France, they talk a great game. They've done nothing. Latvia has backed up the Ukrainians more than, you know, if you're going per capita. I mean, those guys, they're, they're doing everything they can. Uh, but Germany and, and France, they're, they're, they didn't even give them the helmets they promised them. Yeah, I, there's uh, <clears throat> Germany in particular is um, extremely disappointing. But the bottom line is their 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 leader, Olaf Schultz, is just not capable of being someone um, to, to mobilize Germany. He's just a, really a pawn of Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel for the past 20 years has created this Germany, this one that really doesn't care, doesn't care about anything else kind of but itself doesn't care about trying to defend itself, just trying to create really almost a socialist <clears throat> environment in, within Germany. Uh, you, you look at what's happened, you know, where Germany started eight years ago and where they are now, you just kind of shake your head. Because if you think culturally, that that culture, the, the people are industrious, they can do things when they want to. But um, but Angela Merkel has created a Germany that's just not capable of, of anything. Um, we see some PZ-2000 howitzers getting there that's a german howitzer uh high tech but again not not enough to influence the battle whatsoever but um but they're just germany's not in position they, they want to again to just wake up tomorrow and say up oh, it's all over good to go let's start buying the oil and and fuel again and let's kind of get back to the way things were and they just haven't really accepted the world has changed talking to mike lines our military analyst now let's get a little bit more geopolitical uh they are used, they're weaponizing food, the Russians. Uh, and it's not just mm -hmm. the Ukrainians are hurting. The reality is they could put a hurting on the world in throughout the Middle East and other parts where you could see you've already got issues where you've got a famine going on in Yemen, one in Afghanistan. That could be spreading in other places. Take NATO out of it. Is there anybody else that's going to be able to stand up and say, all right, man, look, you know what? You've got beef over here. That's one thing. We have no beef with you, but do you want beef with us? Yeah, no, there's really the world still fundamentally polar. And as long as 3.5 billion people support what Russia's doing, they're going to continue to create money and generate revenue. They're not going to care. They have weaponized uh, food. They have weaponized things that we didn't expect. Energy, that's already been, we've seen that where that's gone. Um, so, but there are, there are people now, and I've talked to a couple of them that feel that the sanctions just haven't bit yet. And maybe that's going to be the tipping point. And that's kind of this, let's hold off for a few more months and let's kind of see how this goes. And, and again, the key to me, the key point is at the end of the summer, if they mobilize more military assets, but, um, but the sanctions really still haven't done anything yet. There's no other country that, um, that could stand up back to Russia and say, you know, if you, if you don't stop, especially in the Middle East, for example, if this doesn't stop anytime soon, if we don't start getting these food supplies, um, that, uh, you know, that, that we're going to do something, there's just, everything boils back down to a military solution. And when it boils back down to that, Russia still has a tremendous amount of capability. Let's talk NATO. Uh, NATO is uh, interesting. They're preparing, it feels like, for something, and they're not quite even sure what that is. You've got uh, stuff happening in China. You know, they're, they're, are they challenging stuff in the Arctic? You've got the Russians continuing to push there. Is, is you know, uh, and even inside NATO, I mean, it, well, there's disagreements. I mean, obviously, you now we're hearing that, well, we're going to let Finland in 
but we're not going to let Turkey in, and we're not going to let Sweden in because Turkey doesn't want them in, which is, again, mind-boggling. Uh, can they? Yeah. Can we hold it together as NATO to, to still be that force, or, or is, is there going to be a bunch of uh, hot-bloodedness that fractures this? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think NATO has a chance to reinvent itself. And I think there's you know, meetings coming up here where we have to give that opportunity for Sweden and, and Finland uh, to come into NATO. I uh, wasn't for that before, uh, but now given what the situation is, I think that's that, that would seem to make sense. Finland has 5 million people. Again, if Russia, if Russia took care of this very quickly, let's say, and still had a majority of its ground forces there and, and, and coupled with Belarus, they could quickly overwhelm uh, Finland if they wanted to. Now, given back in the First World War, they did a pretty good job holding their own again. But again, there, there's just no con contest against a country with that, that size versus versus Russia. Um, but I think NATO, again, lacks the leadership. Now, I, the, the United States is not still stepped forward with this. Maybe it's political on our side. We're still kind of waiting to see what the result's going to be. Um, but I'd like to see, you know, it's going to take a tripwire. It's going to take something, some kind of attack. I hope it's not a false flag. I hope it's not Gulf of Tonkin. I hope it's not something that, that we get sucked into um, because we, we could, it could escalate very quickly. And then I think that then NATO would be put to task. And why we out and while we outnumber the Russians and do all those things, you know, they could cause a lot of damage until we kind of wound up that war machine that's on the NATO side. It's still not guaranteed that NATO could do anything in the short term. Mike Lyons, always love having you on, man. You keep it uh, you keep it real with us, brother, and that's what uh, makes us uh, go, okay, cool. We forget about this sometimes because we get caught up in our own world, uh, but appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chad. Have a great weekend. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Yeah, the NATO, I mean, it's just, it's sad that, you know, we're looking at this thing, and, and again, they were plucky, they were great, people, the world was getting behind them, but we get lost up in our own thing, which is totally understandable. Uh, and, and we forget that this is continuing to go on and we forget that they're, they're pushing forward and we forget that there, there, there is a nightmare that potentially could happen because at any given moment, like you said, they could turn around and go right into Finland. And if you think the Swedes and the Norwegians and, 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 you know, the Danes are going to allow that to happen, not thinking that they would, oh, they're not going to come to us. Well, obviously that's a possibility. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, totally. So it'll be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. But, you know, as plucky as they are at some point in time, we've always we've talked about it. The the manpower, you know, it's just nonstop, nonstop manpower after manpower. And no matter what you throw at them, there's another one behind them. And and and, and it is until you get to the end of the line and you're probably going to run out of bullets at this point. Before you get to the end of that line, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. We got some word salad from uh, Kamala. Wanted to get to that earlier, but she's always fun. Maybe we'll play some of her greatest hits. Uh, of course, what's going on this weekend? Some movies coming out. Some interesting stuff. We'll talk about that as well. Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash chat. Fantastic. Give it to my dog every night. Dr. Dennis Black puts it together. Naturopathic doctor, 20 years. This guy's done all kinds of stuff. Vietnam-era uh, helicopter pilot. He's decorated. He was here, Here's a guy that 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 was a Green Beret, right? You're like, a Green Beret? He's a ranger, and he's a doctor? Yeah, naturopathic doctor. And his love of animals had him put together this amazing, incredible powder supplement that I put on top of my dog's food. 
And for my dog Doodle, it's been a lifesaver. For my younger dogs, they're healthy, they're happy. I never take them to the vet because they're bouncy. They're always good. They don't have any problems. It's amazing. How do you get this? Well, it's simple. You go to roughgreens.com slash Chad. But before you pay for it, he wants you to try it. He's going to send you a bag for free. You just cover the cost of shipping. It is that simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Get your free bag today. Chad Benson Show. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. (gasps) Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Mr. Elvis Presley. Director Boz Lerman's Elvis biopic opens this weekend. Austin Butler plays the king of rock and roll in a performance already earning praise. I, I never felt a responsibility like this. Anytime you take on a, somebody who's actually lived their life, there, there's a responsibility, but... With Elvis, it's something I've never felt before. Tom Hanks co-stars as Colonel Tom Parker, Presley's lifelong manager. Pundits put Elvis's debut domestic gross at $30 million bucks. It looks interesting. Of course, Baz Luhrmann has a style. That's really kind of what we were talking uh, we, Yesterday, we, we were chatting a bit about this. Everybody's got that style or that look, right? You know, you've got, uh, uh, you know, the, the guy who does the 300, you know, he's got that look. You know, Spielberg kind of has that look and feel. Uh, you know, when he does movies in color, I mean, obviously, some of the, but there's, there's a certain style. Baz Luhrmann has a style. Very campy, very big. Uh, this looks interesting. It does. I, I'm not going to lie. And it's very kind of, uh, think, a little bit modern. It's not just all about, like, Elvis's music. And it, it's a deeper thing about the time, the whole nine yards. Austin Butler living as Elvis. I mean, he didn't want, we couldn't have an impersonation. Elvis is the most impersonated person in history. We had to have a person. And Austin really did fuse his spirit with that of Elvis. He, he shows the man, not the icon, you know? So it'll be very interesting to see how it does. Uh, dinosaurs and Maverick. It feels like movies are back. And that's a great thing. And I love that. You know me. I love movies. I do. I do. Uh, word salad. Let's just do it. Do a little word salad here. Uh, VP herself, the wordsmith that she is. It is the responsibility as a chief legal officer, which each of them has a responsibility of being, uh, to concern themselves with making sure that the laws that are passed in their state um, do comport with the constitutions of their state and with the United States Constitution, and to ensure that enforcement is um, is is conducted in a way that is fair and equal in terms of the treatment um, of the laws and the enforcement of the laws in their state. Are, 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 you, are you wait? Are you sure about that? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. She's totally positively sure about that. I have no idea what she said there. She went in circles for so long. I don't think she know what she said. <laughs> Maybe they need to get her a little cue card. <laughs> And it just says one thing, don't riff. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't riff. Answer questions with yes, no, I'll get back to you on that, and then keep it there. 
But every time she does something like that, I'm telling you, she just sits back and goes, it's a perfect 10 right there. <laughs> uh, breaking news. Pink Floyd said that you who wants our catalog? We'll sell you our catalog for a half a billion dollars. So if Pink Floyd's ca- uh, catalog of music is a half a billion, what are the Stones worth? What are the Beatles worth now? What's Michael Jackson worth now? Everybody's got a price, baby. They fought against the man, but if the man wants to give him 500 bucks, they'll join the man. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away constitutional right from the American people. And I just was overwhelmed with joy. I mean, this is something I have been waiting for for so long. It's important because a uh, long time ago, I did have an abortion myself. I was raped. So for me, this moment in history is said. The court affirmed today that every life is worth living. That this is a court uh, not of judges, but of politicians in judges' robes. It's a victory for millions of people who have been part of this pro-life movement for decades, who've prayed, and prayers were answered today. Oh, you know, there are people out there on the the ladies' side, if you will, that we're happy about this, right? You hear that at the beginning, there's a lot of people cheering, too. I think everybody thinks it's the darkest day. Well, the media's going to run to it because, A, it's a great story. It is. It's a great story. Uh, This is. It's big. It's massive. But what uh, Jonathan Carl, you you heard him in there talking and he just said something about, you know, judges, activists. That's what John Roberts said. So today's this is how it went down. John Roberts, who's the chief justice, who is a conservative. He's not an activist. He's a conservative. And and he, and, and in some cases, I'll say this, I, I think he looks at the, he's more worried about the court's look at times than the rulings. He wants the, the court to be above reproach. He wants there never to be a question about the court's motives. And he never, ever, 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 in some ways he becomes political because he doesn't want the court to be looked upon as a activist and going against, you know, precedent, things of that nature. So it's sometimes you sit back and you go, sometimes, dude, you, you, things change, right? You know, we, we go look at, you know, uh, th- there's been several rulings where the court in the future ruled against the court of the past, you know, Brown versus the Board of Education. You, go, you can look at that stuff, but... What he said today was, Mississippi, that case was in front of us. 
Okay. Moon kitchen in front of us. I would have upheld that. I said, yes, that's completely fine. That's that's it. 15 weeks. Anything after 15 weeks, essentially, minus, I think, rape and incest and stuff, is, 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 is you know, banned. But then he said the right side of the aisle went too far. They didn't just look at that case. They expanded the case from that to bring in Roe v. Wade and Casey. So that's where he is with that. Most people aren't paying attention to that because they just saw the, the, the ruling and went from there. You knew it was coming. This shouldn't be a shock to anybody. And it's not. It is not illegal today. It is not. Some states have bans. I know there's several states that have trigger bans. I think 22 states have something in place, but not all of them are full abortion. Some of them are like eight weeks. I think some are six. Some are full, you know, no abortions. And there are other states that are going to expand. The West Coast, the left coast, is going to super expand, from what I understand. Uh, They're going to uh, uh, essentially go and become full, you know, Come on over, party here. You can get anything you want. Uh, abortions. So, which is, you know, that's that's not a shock because that's what they are. So there's going to be states that are going to be welcoming, right? They're going to turn it into a sanctuary. If you want to come and, and you want to get, you know, you want to have an abortion at, you know, five minutes before the baby's born, knock yourself out. And we're going to expand access to abortion services. In a video statement, the governors of California, Oregon, and Washington State announcing what they call the West Coast offense, saying women from anywhere in the U.S. will be welcome along the West Coast to come and get an abortion and will be protected in this safe haven. The West Coast United States is going to stand strong. We'll fight like hell to protect your rights. And your safety. Called the multi-state commitment to reproductive freedom, the governors say they have new legislation to expand access to abortion in the states. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. So, I mean, you know, you expect that. New York's going to come out and say things. I mean, every, the, all the states are going to position themselves. And that's part of how we were set up, right? How are, are We're a republic. We're not a democracy. Right. Democracy is within that. But we're a republic. Each state has its rights. Yesterday, the ruling on guns. Because here's something. Guns. The right to bear arms is in the Constitution. The ruling today. The conservative judges point out there is no. Right to abortion in the Constitution. There is no right in there. Even when they came to that conclusion, it was a stretch at the time. And it never settled it. That was one of the things that they had talked about in the past. Uh, Supposedly, back in the day, some 50 years ago, this was supposed to have settled the question. And they they talked about it never settled it, and instead it caused a bigger and deeper divide. So now what? Well, now it goes back to the states. The states are going to have to handle it. The Democrats are... Pissed, yet at the same time excited, because every day you turn on the television, you see gas has gone up or it's staying steady. Things are getting more and more expensive. They're talking about raising rates yet again. Uh, people can no longer afford a house. It went from, hey, you could be able to afford a $400,000 house to, hey, yeah, now you can afford a $250,000 house if you can find a house. They, uh, there was so many things. Anything to take the inflation and the potential recession and 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 the nightmare of the economy for a lot of people off the front page, they're fine with that. But remember this. 
remember this. And, and, and you know, Biden and them are going to run with this when it comes to, you know, the midterms. They're going to use it. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. As long as your economic record is not on the ballot. He kept saying, he kept, God, the other thing, he kept calling Roe v. Wade 15 years ago. It was 50 years ago. Stop making excuses for him. He's not what he once was. But what he talked about, the only way to do this is elect people to do these things. You guys have been elected. You had your chance, whether it was, uh, let's see here, guns, whether it was abortion, whether it was immigration. You pick something. You failed. Because you didn't try. And that's the new thing in government now. Let me kick the can down the road to somebody else, in particular, these judges, who, for all intents and purposes, are above reproach. They're not voted in. They're not running for re-election. And part of that was set up that way so they could be free of, of, of the fear of if I do something that I believe in, I may get fired. If I do the right thing, I may get fired. Government, who is voted in, politicians, they don't have that luxury. So the fear over the last 20 years, in particular over the last 10, 15, is that because of the noise, because of the chaos, because of the craziness, where you can't even criticize your own party, where you get voted out, even if you know they've done something wrong. So now does what in, in politics? They kick the can to the nine men and women who were unelected to make the decisions that they don't want to make. And because of that, this is on you. Democrats, you've had more than enough opportunities to fix several things. Republicans, when I hear everybody bitching about, well, you should do this with immigration. You've had your chances. Every one of you have had your chances. But all too often, these things are great moneymakers. They're great things that you can do when it comes to, quote unquote, leading the charge of your people, rallying them, raising funds and keeping conversations going where you continually have to say to people, you better put me back in, otherwise these things are going to happen. The Democrats, yeah, they're pissed today. They're upset. The average Democrat, yeah, they're pissed and upset. But do you think this is going to be the thing? If you're paying five and a half, six bucks still for gas in November, if we're heading towards a recession or maybe in a recession, if you're losing potentially your job, is this going to be the number one thing? I don't think so. I'm just saying. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your, uh, is your Twitter. We've got some what's trending. We'll talk guns. A lot of stuff to still to squeeze into. Uh, I'm telling you guys, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Yes, this will be a portion of the show, and we'll talk about it. But it's not going to be the dominant portion of everything or maybe it will be but i'm just saying we'll have some other stuff too healthy cell it's amazing it's incredible take it every single day i've got several uh of their their products and they're incredible so if you go and you you're like hey hey chad uh 
Uh, I take supplements, but then I'm reading they don't work. Well, no, they don't work in pill form because you st- you don't digest digest them. What you get with Healthy Cell is not a pill. You get a gel, ingestible gel, and it's amazing. It gets into your body, your bloodstream. It's so much faster. It's incredible. The nutrients, the vitamins you need. So I take Immune Super Boost, REM Sleep. I take Focus and Recall, and it's awesome. It just kicks my immune system up into high gear, which is amazing. Think about this. I was talking the other day. I've in the eight years I've done the show, I don't think I've ever missed a day being sick. You know, I, 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 and and I feel better and better, and it's amazing. It is incredible. And my and my REM sleep, I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten. It's quick, it's fast. Suck it down, and away it goes. Right now, go to healthycell.com/slash/chad. Use promo code Chad when you do twenty percent off your first order. You will not be disappointed. It is a gel that works. And to even get anywhere near with regular pills, those giant horse pills, you would have to take 15 or 20 of them to get near what one little packet of this can do. HealthyCell.com slash chat. HealthyCell.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Abortion. So Roe v. Wade is done. It's over. 50 years of uh, federal abortion rights gone. Now, what does this mean? It's a freak out. For some people, uh, you're going to be in states. There are 22 states that once this goes into place, once they overturn it, they will be impacted where they can restrict and in some cases potentially outright ban them. They've already got what they call trigger uh, you know, laws in place. Outside of that, uh, for states like California and, uh, you know, several others that are very liberal, uh, it's your day has not changed at all. So that's it. It's a big trending thing right now. And the question is, uh, uh, and I, and I, I do wonder, this is the restriction side of it. And, you know, what states are going to go... <clears throat> What states are going to outright 100% ban it? I think we're going to be looking at that clearly, you know, for the next couple days. And what states are going to go, look, you know, 12 weeks. We're going to do what Europe does. Europe does 12 weeks, by the way. I think everybody thinks that Europe's like, it's abortion on demand. And, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Europe, 12 weeks. So we'll see. Uh, Other night of rage is trending because I have a feeling some people think it's going to be, oh, my God, it's going to be craziness. Gorsuch, Kagan, Red Friday, some people pro-life is trending. Oh, my goodness me. I mean, I I did, you know, I thought yesterday, I mean, because you've had Jane sent us. You have had, uh, you know, a friend of friends of Jane and Ruth sent us. And so you've had these organizations that are these loosely based group of people. That are, you know, they've been they've been going out and they've been gaslighting and doxing people and in particular the 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 judges themselves and the worry of unrest. I think it's real. There's a reason they put the barriers up. 
There's a reason for that. Some other stuff trending that is not abortion. Uh, you've got the NBA draft last night. I, once again, I was not picked. I don't know why. I mean, I, can, I got hops. I can, get, I can get up there. Anita Alvarez, if you've not seen it, it is a trip. She fainted in the pool. She was in the pool. She's a world-class swimmer. She's an, she's an artistic swimmer. I almost said autistic swimmer. That would have not been good. <laughs> we'll get that out of the podcast. <laughs> but she's a, so she's an artistic swimmer, and she fainted. She just and she just sunk to the bottom of the pool. And her coach saw what was going on. So uh, Andrea Fuentes just dove straight in and grabbed her. Uh, she has won Olympic and world medals for her uh, native country in Spain. And uh, it was, but it's weird to watch because, you know, like it's so, it was just such a, just like, oh, there she goes. You know, like, is that, that's not part of it. And then when you see her bringing her up, you know, when I first heard about this, I thought, is this one of those deep diving things? Those people that go down, you know, way, way, way down. And because if you've never seen the free divers, they'll go down so many feet, you know, I mean, like you could not believe. And they'll be down there for several minutes with no air. And the way they regulate it and stuff, and it's and it's a trip to watch. But along the way, they have people that are there just in case something happens to you. But, uh, no, this was not that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. A lot of stuff still to get to again. If you're just uh, joining the program, maybe uh, climbing out of uh, whatever cave or hole that you've been in and you have no idea. Abortion today has been overturned. The Roe v. Wade case overturned. Abortion is still legal in the country. It just depends what state you're in. The state might say, no, you know what? You can do it next door, but you're not doing it here. Talk about that, some of the state's impacts, what's going to happen from here. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of other stuff to get to, too. We're going to squeeze in some other stuff because there's stuff going on that's not that. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. spectacular i don't know if you guys have heard but abortions no more uh it's not all protest you know what's funny is i hear a lot of women on the protesting side and i hear a lot of women on the celebration side 
Where do I stand on the matter? Uh, look, we all live together. A compromise uh, is is something that uh, we as human beings need to start to learn how to do more. I think the compromise of, uh, I, I, I think if you want to look at the polls, for example, most Americans believe abortion should be legal up to 12 weeks. Okay? After that, a precipitous drop. And when you get to the third trimester, it's, it's only the extremes. That don't think that don't think it should be illegal. So I, if if somebody said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna cap it at ten weeks or twelve weeks," I'm like, "Okay, there you go." I mean, if you're not making a decision after twelve weeks, well, what if you don't find out? Look, and and again, in circumstances, if you were raped by your uncle or your father, if you were raped at all, if you, you know, th- these those are circumstances. Absolutely, the the life of a of of the mother, all of those things. Yes. All of those things. We can sit here. We can we 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 can uh, talk about. Uh, but the reality is, this is a, I think a, a shockwave when it hit in February, when they released the what looked to be the opinions that it gathered and what it was going to be, and uh, people were just bracing for it, hoping that it wasn't going to go that way that you know uh but no it 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 did it is a sweeping decision and it means there is no federal constitutional right to abortion any longer period full stop it is uh, jarring stunning uh shocking even if not surprising given the leaked opinion that very closely is tracked by this final judgment here Uh, and it means that the court has overturned half a century of precedent yeah half a century of of precedent and and again it's not about abortion. Remember, it's 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 about privacy. It's the, the woman's right to privacy. Now, if you're in a state like California, New York, you know, uh, Illinois, uh, states that are on the 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 left side of the aisle, and there's and is this changing anything today? No, 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 it's not. It's not. If you're in other states, and there's 22 of them. Some of them have trigger laws. Boom. Immediately, once it's ruled upon, it goes into effect. Abortion clinics are shutting down. It's over. Some of them have put in laws where, yeah, it's 12 weeks. Now, will some of them go back and say, ah, now that we know that it's here, let's, let's, let's go full hog. That's a possibility as well. That's absolutely a possibility. But this shouldn't come as a shock. You had a 6-3 to three court. None of this should come as a shock to anybody. Uh, the reality was, is once it got there, it wasn't, uh, you know, if, but when. And the when was now. They, they, they took up a case. And that case was a Mississippi case based upon... Based upon 15 weeks. So here's some lines from the majority opinion. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion. Yeah. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provisions, including one 
on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. As far as bringing about a national sentiment, the abortion issue, which is, that was one of the big things that they talked about, and even with Casey and several others had brought up in the past. The Roe v. Wade thing never settled the argument, which was supposed to be settled. They go on to say, Roe and Casey have inflamed the debate and deepened divisions. It's time to heed the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion to the people elected representatives. So the states. Congress. who you know, Hey, here's the deal. You guys are the lawmakers. You. Okay? So you need to figure this out. States, lawmakers, and go from there. They ended the opinion with this. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Rowan Casey... because uh, I'm reading it as we go. Uh, aggregated that authority. We now overrule these decisions, uh, those decisions, and return the authority to the people and their elected representatives. So again, they keep saying it. We're returning it to the people. We're returning it to the people. We're returning it to the people. So away it goes. Back to the people. Now, depending on the state that you're in, you know, if you're in Texas and they want to get rid of it, you're in Oklahoma and they want to get rid of it. If you're, you know, that that's if this is the thing, then you're going to have some issues. If you're in California, you wake up today, you're going to be like, oh, that sucks for people who don't live in California. You know what I was not looking forward to when this came out? It's like all the celebrities I have to hear from for the next, you know, walking around with their handmaiden's tail. This is what it's going to be like. Oh, my God. This is it. New York has already said you will have a safe haven for anyone seeking an abortion. That's what the state attorney general said. Letitia James. All right, there you go. So uh, it's mass. It's massive. It's a massive decision, yeah. Uh, but while some of you can be like, this sucks, man, I'm all pro-choice. And somebody, oh, my God, I'm all pro-life. Then you look up and you go, oh, I got to get to work. Oh, uh, I got to pay the bills. Oh, I got to pick the kids up from soccer. Oh, it's not going to have the effect that I think people think it's going to have uh, in the midterms. I just don't. I don't think it's going to have that effect. Uh, I think it's going to be something that we will, obviously, it is going to be talked about. And there will you will have people, just like people who, who only vote for, you know, uh, climate change issues. You will have some of those. But as you get older and you become more of a consistent voter and you, you, you stop being a one-person, I mean, one-issue you know, voter, you're going to move away from that. And you may be pro-choice. But you may be looking at this going, you know, uh, it's not making me want to vote for anybody on the left side of the aisle because uh, I'm looking at our economy and I'm looking at us heading towards a recession and I'm looking at us maybe getting into another war. I'm looking at all of these things and I think we're going in the wrong direction. 
And if I was 19 or 20, there's only one thing I'd be thinking about. But I'm 34 and I got a couple kids and, you know, uh, you know, and my husband and 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 or, you know, my wife, we, we, we got stuff going on that supersedes this. So. Not a shock, though. Not a shock. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, So there'll be some people that are upset. Uh, Like you say, I get that. You're going to have some people that are celebrating again. But the law itself will be sent back to the people. So individual states will make their decisions, and they'll go from there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Some of the other things SCOTUS did today, because, you know, SCOTUS, they do other stuff, right? It's not just about guns and abortions, all right? Uh, So uh, Supreme Court back health and human services approach to Medicare payments for hospitals serving low-income patients. It's a 5-4 decision. Justice Ellen Kagan wrote, uh, HHS regulation incorrectly constructs the uh, construes the statutory language of the issue. I Meaning, look, uh, they the way they calculate Medicare's disproportionate shares of adjustments for hospitals that serve low-income people. That's it. Of course, yesterday we had the guns. It's been a, if you're a conservative, right? You, so you're a conservative right now, and 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 you you're a never Trumper though. You hate Trump's guts. You find him vile and and nasty. What have I said? His biggest influence was going to be the courts, strengthening of the Second Amendment yesterday, and Roe v. Wade today. That's. I mean, that right there, people are cursing under their breath, but they're going, well, you know, tell you that. That's a little crazy. I mean, he's right. I mean, I don't say anything about it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet us. A lot of stuff still to get to, stuff that's not abortion. Maybe we'll have some fun as well. Text the program. Tweet at us. It's the Chad Benson Show. Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. That's me. Watching people's heads explode over this is, uh, it's, first of all, if, if you're saying to yourself, the world is over, it's ending, my life is over because Roe v. Wade wasn't, it was overturned. But abortion wasn't made illegal. It was just turned back to the people. If if this, it shows you how incredibly blessed we are in this country that your biggest problem is you may not be able to have an abortion in the state that you want to have an abortion. Well, Chad, you're just a cisgendered male. Who doesn't have to have an abortion? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I do not have to have an abortion. Uh, I don't. I'm also 51. Uh, pretty responsible. I mean, I know that's part of seeing responsibility is a, 
I know it's a white construct. <laughs> so they always say, that's a white construct. Showing up on time, doing your stuff. But uh, honestly, if, that, if that's your biggest problem, it's like, oh, my God, he's, ah, he's it shows you where we are. It does. And it makes me, it, you know, it just makes me think, well, take a deep breath here. This is your biggest issue. And, and it brings me to this. So the other night, this debuted. It's a perfect segue to this. It's called Snowflake Mountain. All right. It's a show on Netflix. And uh, yeah. I need my foundation. I need my lip gloss. I need my highlight and my contour. Snowflake. A young person who's considered overly emotional. <laughs> Easily offended. you guys. This is not okay. And dramatic. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. There's a heap of young adults who can't even unload a dishwasher, let alone hold down a job. And these 10 Snowflakes families have reached their breaking point. So they've tricked their giant babies into traveling far, far away to make them grow oh, the hell up. Man! Where the hell are we? I feel like I'm on a... Oh, yeah, you know, we talk all the time to our buddy uh, Mike Lyons, right, uh, about what's going on in Ukraine, the, the fights. Uh, the other day I'm watching people post pictures of what, quote, unquote, would be their graduation, right? Their graduation from, you know, high school or whatever, or, you know, and, and they're doing it at the bombed out schools. And some of these girls and guys, I mean, some of these girls have like what would look like a prom dress on with combat boots. Because the minute they're done, they're going to pick up a gun now, and they realize they've got stuff they have to do. But they want to at least celebrate the moment. And we're upset because the state that you're in, and by the way, a vast majority of people are still going to have access to abortions. Some poor people might not have access to abortions. True. 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 Absolutely true. But they're in states where they live, and when they can't move, well, then you move them. You move them. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not. Of course not. It's like it's like it's like everybody. Everybody wants everybody to hear their 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 pain. Oh, it's climate change. Why don't you walk to work? I'm not going to walk to work. I was hoping somebody else could do something. <laughs> of course, of course. So Snowflake Mountain takes these kids that are very entitled, right, and it tricks them. Hey, kids, you're going to be going to this super high-end, like, a spa. And it's going to be an influencer's thing, and they're all excited. And then they take them to a mountain where they'll be outdoors with two guys who don't really sound like they're going to take a lot of crap. I'm Joel. This is my buddy, Matt. I was an Army combat engineer for almost 10 years. I'm former Navy explosive ordnance disposal. Think Hurt Locker. Now, me and Matt are going to take these kids back to basics. Why? Because the wilderness forces you to toughen up. Feels borderline abusive. Are they going to rise to the challenge or are they going to do what they do best? I'm not doing that. No way, no way. I just can't do it because I'm vegan. They might die. Ah, my life! <laughs> We're actually nice guys. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just love that. I do. Makes me makes me laugh. And what's not to laugh about? You know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I look at my kids all the time. And uh, uh, somebody said to me the other day, you're, you, you know, I've got three girls. I've got Jack. This is going to affect them. 
And I said, why is this going to affect them? And they said, well, because what if they have to have an abortion? I said, well, why are they going to have to have an abortion? I mean, you know, I mean, well, something could happen. Absolutely, something could happen. You're 100% right. Uh, we can instill all the responsibility into them as possible, which is something that is being left out on a daily basis. You know, there are many ways to not get pregnant. And I'm, I've said 12 weeks, no problem. Choice, we live in a world where compromise needs to be, to be done more often. Dennis Prager talked about the other night. He was like, uh, he's super pro-life. And he says, but I also live with a lot of people who, who, who want to keep this legal. And this is what the world looks like when we live together as, as being able to compromise. Fortunately, people aren't willing to compromise. Yes, there's going to be states that overreach. Yes, there's going to be the Republican governors and legislators. They're going to overreach and they're going to do some. I, don't be surprised if somebody takes it to a, a ridiculous point. And we should call them out for that. But let's not forget, we also need to start calling people out on not having personal responsibility in things. I'm just saying, it's not a, it's not an evil white construct. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Well, there you go. Man alive. People are freaking out. Abortion. Heading back to the people. He says that this court does not have to abide by the Roe versus Wade precedent because it was so wrong, because it has not settled the issue. And he says, without question, it is time now to return the issue to the people, which will open the doors, obviously, to all kinds of legislation. Yes, and uh, that's what it is. It's going back to the people. So abortion is no longer uh, the Roe v. Wade decision has been overturned. Casey as well. Uh, it is now a situation where they continue to say it's going to go back to the people. It's going to go back to the people. What does that mean? Going back to said people uh, means that the voters will have an opportunity to look at their legislators and the people that they put in place and say, do something about this. Do something about this. Nancy Pelosi, who not really in need of one, just letting you guys know. This morning, the radical Supreme radical. Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety. Radical! Here's one, uh, Nancy. Uh, how is your health and safety? Honestly. Look, I, I think the average person who's not insane would look at this and say, Hey, uh, uh, yeah, if you're raped, you should not be... A forced to carry that kid if it's incestuous not be forced to carry the 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 baby if 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 the mother is in perilous condition and could die 
No. Should not be forced to. But we can all agree that while those things are there, that much like the guns, and that's one of the things that they've talked about yesterday, and this is, you know, the radical is, it's look, this is, this is for the people. This is for your state. This is what their founding fathers wanted. Here's the state. Here's the state. They're going to be run differently, probably. This one may be more conservative. This one may be more liberal. They're going to be run completely differently. Okay. Okay. But you guys will decide. You. So it's states control again. Yesterday was guns. Today, abortion. The through line here is what's in the text of the Constitution. The Second Amendment protecting the right to keep and bear arms is in the Constitution. A right to abortion is not. The right to abortion was found via privacy and other constitutional clauses in Roe v. Wade and in sustaining opinions afterward to have been a constitutional right, but it's not there in the text. That's the difference. Yes. Now, a broad majority of Americans did not want Roe v. Wade overturned. But they didn't want eight and a half months, you can abort your baby. They didn't want you're six months in, you can abort your baby. And it's funny because when the 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 establishment news will go out and they'll say, look, you know, uh, uh, 66% of Americans in our latest poll say they don't want to row be weighed. But when you go in, they go, well, yeah, do it during trimester. Well, why? Well, but just just to see what that looks like then you get a precipitous drop after the first trimester or first 12 weeks or 15 weeks it goes and by the time you get the third trimester it's like 91 percent of americans think no you've made your decision you have so latest polls that came out not too far uh ago from kaiser uh family foundation poll said that vast majority of Americans they go on to say, it's not really. It's 58% of U.S. adults say for over uh, row were overturned. They would like their state to set abortion laws that were more permissive than restrictive. And it's about half and half when it says they'd like to see their state become a safe haven for women. On the other side of it, if you're pro-life, don't be a Richard about it. Put your money where your mouth is. Well, what is that supposed to mean? I have people out there celebrating. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say, there are a lot of women out there celebrating. And you're like, what? Because uh, there are a lot of women out there celebrating. You know, so we, we always think that every man is, is pro-life, and that's not true. I think every woman is pro-choice, and that's not true. I think you're going to find a lost, large swath of people. But when you get to certain levels within inside of pregnancy, you find that a lot of people are on the same side. People ask me all the time, are you pro-choice or pro-life? I said, well, uh, I don't want to take away anybody's choice during the first 12 weeks. right? I think that, that's a decision you have to make. And, and God has given us free will, and he's allowing us to make choices, and that's it. But I do think that once you get to a certain level, as most Americans agree, guess what? You've made the choice. And because you are worried that you're not going to, you know, your, your vacation is going to be ruined or, you know, this is going to. If you haven't made a decision in 12 or 15, what are you waiting for?
So we will see. The liberal justices closed their dissent by saying, with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitution protection, we dissent. And I keep asking the question about in the Constitution. Because you go back to the Constitution that's in there. It's a, but I, I, I don't see it. Does anybody else? No. It didn't solve anything. It was one of the things they talked about in the their, their opinion was this the Roe v. Wade was supposed to, for all intents and purposes, solve the debate. It never did. During their their opinion, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, both the formal and the draft. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision had has uh, has had damaging consequences and was far from bringing about a national settlement on the abortion issue. Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. Alito went on to say, a list of cases that also rested on the right to privacy, asserted that Roe was distinct from those cases. What sharply distinguishes the abortion right from the rights recognized in this case on the Roe and Casey rely on something that both those decisions acknowledge. Abortion destroys what those decisions call potential life and what the law at issue in this case regards as life, an unborn human being. And the debate is, you know, it's funny. And uh, the debate that people are going to have over and over again is when does life start? Right? When does life start? When does life? Well, if we're going to do science, it starts at fertilization with the embryo and conception. That's when it starts. That, that's life. Now, the question isn't whether or not scientifically when does it start. The question is, when do you recognize it as life? That's the big question. So, there you go. The battle, it's there. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, and your states now are going to be, uh, some states are going to be a hotbed. There are 22 states currently that have in place some restrictions and or trigger laws. The questions are going to be, are people going to really go after abortion, right? That's it. I think some states you might. Some other states, like Arizona, that's been one of the big debates here. We're a purple state. You know, uh, the lady that is running to take over for the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, which is our biggest county out here. It's the fastest growing county in the country uh, because uh, the the lady that had it, she died. And so uh, she had a lot of issues. And so they're having, a, you know, a, an election this year. And she has said, look, I'm not going to prosecute. It's not even about that, though. Even if you get somebody to say, I'm not going to prosecute. Here's the deal. If you're a doctor, 
You got a family. You got your license. Are you going to offer abortions if your state says no? That's a fair question. Because I tell you what, it's not if, but when something happens somewhere. And are because you're not going to get a insurance company, probably, to insure you. Are you really going to risk your medical license? Is, is, is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. So that's not just about whether or not, you know, your state does stuff. It's, it's our doctors going to do it, even though they're going to have sanctuaries or there's going to be so many things that, 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 that are going to have to come into it that, you know, I mean, let's be real. If you go and get an abortion, your doctor's not going to say anything to anybody, hence the right to privacy. And you're not. So prosecution would be virtually nil and they're not going to prosecute the woman. They prosecute the doctor, but you would have to tell on the doctor. So, is that really going to happen? I'm sure some will. We'll see. But the battle is long from over. And again, it's legal today in most states. In some states, it may be illegal. And some states, while they have trigger laws and they put new laws in effect, doesn't mean they won't go back to the drawing board now and, and strengthen them or try to put laws in place. And some states may overreach. And then all of a sudden, it'll go, and the people will have a chance to even have a louder voice. And so we'll see what happens there. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Talk a little guns. Uh, Mike Lyons is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about the war in Ukraine. Yes, there are other things going on besides abortion. It's the Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Justice Stephen Breyer, who wrote the dissent for himself, plus Justice uh, Elena Kagan and Justice uh, Sonia Sotomayor, um, basically writes that the state can control a woman's body and a woman's destiny um, by taking from her the choice to continue with or to terminate a pregnancy. And I think this will have seismic impact on women's lives um, and on the choices they can make and, and really on the course of the country. Their destiny. Really, their destiny. Here's a question. Uh, I, is responsibility not part of anything anymore? I mean, honestly, is, is personal responsibility? We, we, we leave that out of the abortion conversation all the time. Well, what if you don't have access? Look, I'm not saying it's perfect, but there is responsibility. And, and, and we have allowed that to escape not just this, but just about every conversation anymore that's serious. the destiny it's like wow linda's having a kid because her destiny she's gonna be the queen of england like linda's not gonna be anything like the queen of england she can't even hold a job down at the bigly wiggly i I agree i don't think she's bringing a child into the world but oh god i just they always make it seem like man she was it's like sometimes it does look it feels like this oh chad you're being look i i Hey, I've said choice is choice, right? Doesn't mean I can't find humor in pretty much just about everything. 
and I do. It's and, and it's not the humor in the thing; it's the it's the reaction to the people. It's like the destiny. <laughs> Sometimes when I hear stuff like that, it's like that guy's like, you know, I'd have been center fielder for the Yankees if it wasn't for that that rascally coach in high school <laughs> who didn't like me because <laughs> he liked his other he liked the other guy better. But I was way better than the other guy. It's like, you took away my destiny. How dare you? Oh, goodness me. Oh, man. I wonder what the the Biden administration is going to do. The Biden White House has said they would be ready when any Supreme Court decision was issued. The president had asked the White House Gender Policy Council and the White House Counsel's Office to come up with options for what the administration could do if the Supreme Court moved to overturn Roe v. Wade. And officials have said they had a broad range of options, but they really have not given any details of what those options would be. (sighs) They have no because they don't know because I don't know if you guys are aware of this. He didn't know. Hell, yesterday, he flashed a cue card up, not just for like two seconds, for quite a while, where you could see it was a what to do, walk into the Roosevelt room. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, now, the unrest thing, that's that's what I'm looking for tonight. Is it going to be unrest? Right? Are we going to get some fire bombings? Are we going to get some mostly peaceful protests where things catch fire, and people get hurt? Are we going to have clashes in the streets? I'm curious as to the timing of the drop. I would have assumed, and this is just me, you do it on a Sunday, <laughs> right? Sunday night, people are like, I was going to go totally throw a fit, but man, I got to go to work tomorrow. A Friday feels like, you know, eh, a little time for drinking, a little time for anger. I'm just saying. 323-538-2423. Chad Benson, show your Twitter. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Right now, get yourself some Rough Greens for free. Dr. Dennis Black, the greatest supplement I've ever given my dog in my entire life. He is happy, he's healthy, he's bouncy. He is living his little best life, and it is awesome. And I love it. I love the fact that, that Doodle is still alive because he's a pain in my butt and he's cantankerous but man uh, i know he's not gonna stay alive forever but the fact that we've got these years with him we've had fun with him uh and it's just it's it's just it's great and that's because of the vitamins the minerals probiotics and and this amazing supplement sprinkle on top of your dog's food brings your dog's food to life get a free bag right now go to ruffgreens.com slash chat roughgreens.com slash chat get your free bag you cover the cost of shipping they're going to send it to you roughgreens.com slash chat mike lyons joins the program other things are happening in the world like a war chad benson show Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A crucial fight in the battle for the Donbass in eastern Ukraine. 
Russia on the brink of claiming the entire Luhansk region, one of Putin's main objectives. Ukrainian resistance battered in Severodonetsk. The local governor even saying it doesn't make sense to hold on, given the number of killed will increase almost daily. Yeah, it is getting ugly as the world watches and waits over here for the abortions rulings and the guns and all of the stuff. And, and you know, the rest of the world's looking at inflation. Uh, their eyes turn away quickly, but then we start to realize, well, there's a reason... One of the reasons of drivers of some inflation is what's going on over there. And if we could care about other things, there are human beings dying every day. And Russia is being Russia. Joining us now, Mike Lyons, retired major in the Army and our military analyst, joins us every Friday at this time. Mike, it's not looking good. Uh, this is the first time where I really have a sense that uh, uh, there's just no hope in certain areas of stopping the Russians. That's right, Chad. And this has been a really bad week for Russia. I'm sorry, for Ukraine in particular, uh, as they have to retreat from Severodonetsk um, and back to another town called Lashansk. And from uh, from their perspective, they just do not have the troops. They can't get them reinforced. The artillery is not there. Russia has blinded uh, most of the forward observation positions. And it, uh, it is a tough week. And, uh, you know, the, I'm watching Western media reports. They're trying to still prop up Ukraine and, and try to tell them that things are you know going well, that they've stopped them fundamentally there. But uh, the real you know, politique of this whole thing, the, the realistic situation on the ground is, you know, Russia being able to outman, outgun, outfly, basically do everything they can in, in order to grind Ukraine down. It's getting to that tipping point where um, they could even possibly break out and head head due west with a lot more speed and velocity. So and and that's something I think that people forget that we're not in the time of the cold, the wet, the nasty. Uh, they could break out with speed and velocity, Mike. And as they head west, uh, it is. At what point do you know does Zelensky have to start thinking? Okay, I need to come to the table with something. I know he doesn't want to give an inch, uh, but you also no. have to read the room. Not, you know, people are already asking questions. Hey, man, uh, Poland's going. Uh, we got a lot of people over here. Uh, are they going to live here forever? Yeah. I mean, you know, yep. you're you're asking us for unlimited amounts of money to fight. We're and we're help. We're happy to help because we don't want to fight them. But at the same time, See, there's only so much goodwill that I think people can do and afford. No, that's right. But I think that um, Russia's not going to stop. They're not deterred, and that's you know, th there's no reason for them to come to the table from their perspective. They control about one fifth right now of the landmass of Ukraine. 90% of the Black Sea coastline. And, and what they're doing now strategically is, is shutting off Ukraine's ability to generate revenue. They control large portions of their agricultural products and, and, and the like. Um, the, the, the key with Severodonetsk was the chemical factory that was there produces fertilizer. It was one of the third largest factory, I believe, in the, in the country. And so if, if Ukraine can't produce revenue, they can't fund the fight as well. You know, the United States obviously has backstopped most of it. You still have France and Germany on the sideline, frankly, and they still, you know, Germany in particular, and it just shows you how far Germany has fallen as any kind of influential power in, in Europe. Um, but I, I don't think that he can come to the table, Chad, because I think that it's not going to matter. I think Vladimir Putin's going to say, that's nice, but I want more. I want the whole thing. And I, I think he's going to continue to do it until until there's a military deterrence to stop him. I still think this is still going to get a lot worse. 
What would be that military deterrence? Take us out of it. What is, I mean, every day that Ukraine survives, it's still a win for, for them. But what is, what can, what can they do? Even if we gave them a, a vast amount of weapons that are far beyond what we're giving them now, what is that? Is there a number in Putin's head where he goes, all right, I can't, I can't lose 20,000 guys, you know, a, a month. That's just that that's, you know, off the battlefield from injury or death. Is, is there a number or is it just like, I got 200 million people. I'll, I'll, I'll go down to the last person. Yeah, I think it's the second. I think that uh, he's possibly going to mobilize about another 100,000 this August, and he'll send them to the front here. Ukraine can't mobilize that number of people. <clears throat> Ukraine's also doing a really impossible task. They're, they're fighting right now on the front lines with old Soviet-style equipment, m- mostly manufactured in, in Russia, frankly. And now we've given them this NATO-based equipment. It's got different sizes, different shell types, all, all different things that they have to learn uh, a lot more difficult and challenging. And so, you know, and, and they've asked for, we've talked about it, literally the equivalent of an army's worth of equipment that they don't have the, the reserves, they don't have the people to backstop it. So, to, so from a military perspective, what would that be? It, it would have to be intervention by NATO or something else uh, to, to establish a no-fly zone, to, um, uh, to possibly bring multiple MLRS, multiple M- M1 Abrams tanks, things that will allow Ukraine to create shock effect back to Russia. Because uh, right now, Russia is winning the artillery war in the uh, in the east without question. Now, one more quick point, though, in the south, though, in Kherson, along that Black Sea coast, that war's already shifted to un- a non-conventional. It's already shifted to guerrilla tactics. And and I think that's what Russia is going to have to deal with. And that's why, you know, they'll, they'll they, they maybe that's what it's going to take. They'll get so far. But look, they, they stayed in Afghanistan for eight plus years. Uh, putting up with that guerrilla tactics before they finally decided enough was enough. So time is on their side, materials on their side, equipment's on their side, everything's on their side still. And that, that's the harsh reality of the situation on the ground. Talking to Mike Lyons, a military analyst, as we discuss what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Germany and France, they talk a great game. They've done nothing. Latvia has backed up the Ukrainians more than, you know, if you're going per capita. I mean, those guys, they're, they're doing everything they can uh, but Germany and and France, they're, they're, they didn't even give them the helmets they promised them. Yeah, I, there's uh, <clears throat> Germany in particular is um, extremely disappointing. But the bottom line is their 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 leader Olaf Scholz is just not capable of being someone um, to to mobilize Germany. He's just a, really a pawn of Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel for the past twenty years has created this Germany, this one that really doesn't care, doesn't care about anything else, kind of but itself doesn't care about trying to defend itself, just trying to create really almost a socialist <clears throat> environment in, within Germany. Uh, you, you look at what's happened, you know, where Germany started eight years ago and where they are now, you just kind of shake your head. Because if you think culturally, that that culture, the, the people are industrious, they can do things when they want to. But um, but Angela Merkel has created a Germany that's just not capable of, of anything. Um, we see some PZ2000 howitzers getting there that's a german howitzer uh high tech but again not not enough to influence the battle whatsoever but um but they're just germany's not in position they, they want to again to just wake up tomorrow and say up oh, it's all over good to go let's start buying the oil and and fuel again and let's kind of get back to the way things were and they just haven't really accepted the world has changed talking to michael lines our military analyst now let's get a little bit more geopolitical uh 
they are used they're weaponizing food the russians uh and it's not just mm-hmm. the ukrainians are hurting the reality is they could put a hurting on the world in throughout the middle east and other parts where you could see you've already got issues where you've got a famine going on in yemen one in afghanistan that could be spreading in other places take nato out of it is there anybody else that's going to be able to stand up and say all right man look you know what you've got beef over here that's one thing we have no beef with you but do you want beef with us yeah, no, there's really the world still fundamentally polar. And as long as 3.5 billion people support what Russia's doing, they're going to continue to create money and generate revenue. They're not going to care. They have weaponized uh, food. They have weaponized things that we didn't expect. Energy, that's already been, we've seen that where that's gone. Um, so, but there are, there are people now, and I've talked to a couple of them that feel that the sanctions just haven't bit yet. And maybe that's going to be the tipping point. And that's kind of this, let's hold off for a few more months and let's kind of see how this goes. And, and again, the key to me, the key point is at the end of the summer, if they mobilize more military assets, but, um, but the sanctions really still haven't done anything yet. There's no other country that, um, that could stand up back to Russia and say, you know, if you, if you don't stop, especially in the Middle East, for example, if this doesn't stop anytime soon, if we don't start getting these food supplies, um, that, uh, you know, that, that we're going to do something. There's every, everything boils back down to a military solution. And when it boils back down to that, Russia still has a tremendous amount of capability. Let's talk NATO. Uh, NATO is uh, interesting. They're preparing, it feels like, for something, and they're not quite even sure what that is. You've got uh, stuff happening in China. You know, they're, they're, are they challenging stuff in the Arctic? You've got the Russians continuing to push there. Is, is you know, uh, and even inside NATO, I mean, there's disagreements. I mean, obviously, you now we're hearing that, well, we're going to let Finland in, but we're not going to let Turkey in, and we're not going to let Sweden in because Turkey doesn't want them in, which is, again, mind-boggling. Uh, can they? Yeah. Can we hold it together as NATO to to still be that force, or or is is there going to be a bunch of uh, hot bloodedness that fractures this? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think NATO has a chance to reinvent itself, and I think there's you know meetings coming up here where we have to give that opportunity for Sweden and and Finland uh, to come into NATO. I uh, wasn't for that before. Uh, but now, given what the situation is, I think that's that that would seem to make sense. Finland has five million people. Again, if Russia, if Russia took care of this very quickly, let's say, and still had a majority of its ground forces there, and 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 coupled with Belarus, they could quickly overwhelm uh, Finland if they wanted to. Now, given back in the First World War, they did a pretty good job holding their own again. But again, there there's just no con- contest against a country with that, that size versus versus Russia. Um, but I think NATO, again, lacks the leadership. Now, I, the, the United States is not still stepped forward with this. Maybe it's political on our side. We're still kind of waiting to see what the result's going to be. Um, but I'd like to see, you know, it's going to take a tripwire. It's going to take something, some kind of attack. I hope it's not a false flag. I hope it's not Gulf attack. And I hope it's not something that, that we get sucked into um, because we, we could, it could escalate very quickly. And then I think that then NATO would be put to task and why we out and while we outnumber the Russians and do all those things, you know, they could cause a lot of damage until we kind of wound up that war machine that's on the NATO side. It's still not guaranteed that NATO could do anything in the short term. My clients always love having you on, man. You keep it, uh, you keep it real with us, brother, and that's what uh, makes us uh, go. Okay, cool. We forget about this sometimes because we get caught up in our own world. Uh, but appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chad. Have a great weekend. Thanks.
at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Yeah, the NATO, I mean, it's just, it's sad that, you know, we're looking at this thing, and, and again, they were plucky, they were great, people, the world was getting behind them, but we get lost up in our own thing, which is totally understandable. Uh, and and we forget that this is continuing to go on, and we forget that they're they're pushing forward, and we forget that there 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 is a nightmare that potentially could happen because at any given moment, like you said, they could turn around and go right into Finland. And if you think the Swedes and the Norwegians and 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 you know the Danes are going to allow that to happen, not thinking that they would, oh, they're not going to come to us. Well, obviously, that's a possibility. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, totally. So it'll be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. But, you know, as plucky as they are at some point in time, we've always we've talked about it. The the manpower, you know, it's just nonstop, nonstop manpower after manpower. And no matter what you throw at them, there's another one behind them. And 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 it, it is until you get to the end of the line and you're probably going to run out of bullets at this point. Before you get to the end of that line, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. We got some word salad from uh, Kamala. Wanted to get to that earlier, but she's always fun. Maybe we'll play some of her greatest hits. Uh, of course, what's going on this weekend? Some movies coming out. Some interesting stuff. We'll talk about that as well. My pillow right now, giving you deals. They like deals. They've got the My Slippers blowout sale going on. You save $90, regularly $139.98, blowout $49.98 with promo code. Right? So you go in there, use your promo code Benson. And I'll tell you why. These things are amazing. Indoor, outdoor. Wear them all the time. Absolutely comfortable. So you get the My Patented Fill, Comfort Memory Foam, Patented Impact Gel, sole that is amazing. And you got this quality leather suede, tons of colors to choose from. And it's a four-tier cushion system. And I will tell you, it's great for if you're, especially if you work out a lot, you do a lot of walking. They're comfortable. They look cool. It's awesome. Six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty, machine washable, Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. It's MyPillow.com slash Benson. Call 800-983-4975. 800-983-4975. The MySlippers, only $49.95. Take advantage of all the other deep discounts. It's the BOGO extravaganza going on now, right now, with, with the bed sheets, the MyPillows, and everything. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. I sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Mr. Elvis Presley. Director Boz Lerman's Elvis biopic opens this weekend. Austin Butler plays the king of rock and roll in a performance already earning praise. I, I never felt a responsibility like this. Anytime you take on a, somebody who's actually lived their life, there, there's a responsibility, but... With Elvis, it's something I've never felt before. Tom Hanks co-stars as Colonel Tom Parker, Presley's lifelong manager. Pundits put Elvis's debut domestic gross at $30 million bucks. It looks interesting. Of course, Baz Luhrmann has a style. That's really kind of what we were talking uh, we Yesterday, we, we were chatting a bit about this. Everybody's got that style or that look. 
right? You know, you've got, uh, uh, you know, the, the guy who does the 300, you know, he's got that look. You know, Spielberg kind of has that look and feel, uh, you know, when he does movies in color. I mean, obviously, some of the, but there's, there's a certain style. Baz Luhrmann has a style. Very campy, very big. Uh, this looks interesting. It does. I, I'm not going to lie. And it's very kind of, uh, think, a little bit modern. It's not just all about, like, Elvis's music. And it, it's a deeper thing about the time, the whole nine yards. Austin Butler living as Elvis. I mean, he didn't want, we couldn't have an impersonation. Elvis is the most impersonated person in history. We had to have a person. And Austin really did fuse his spirit with that of Elvis's. He, he shows the man, not the icon, you know? So it'll be very interesting to see how it does. Uh, dinosaurs and Maverick. It feels like movies are back. And that's a great thing. And I love that. You know me. I love movies. I do. I do. Uh, word salad. Let's just do it. Let's do a little word salad here. Uh, VP herself, the wordsmith that she is. It is the responsibility as a chief legal officer, which each of them has a responsibility of being, uh, to concern themselves with making sure that the laws that are passed in their state um, do comport with the constitutions of their state and with the United States Constitution, and to ensure that enforcement is, um, is, is conducted in a way that is fair and equal in terms of the treatment um, of the laws and the enforcement of the laws in their state. Are, 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 you, are you, wait, are you sure about that? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. She's totally positively sure about that. I have no idea what she said there. She went in circles for so long. I don't think she know what she said. <laughs> Maybe they need to get her a little cue card. <laughs> and it just says one thing, don't riff. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't riff. Answer questions with yes, no. I'll get back to you on that and then keep it there. But every time she does something like that, I'm telling you, she just sits back and goes, it's ah, a perfect 10 right there. <laughs> ah, breaking news. Pink Floyd said that you, who wants our catalog? We'll sell you our catalog for a half a billion dollars. So if Pink Floyd's ca uh, catalog of music is a half a billion, what are the Stones worth? What are the Beatles worth now? What's Michael Jackson worth now? Everybody's got a price, baby. They fought against the man, but if the man wants to give him 500 bucks, they'll join the man. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.